Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Box Office Breakdown. Information and commentary on weekly movie box office. Oh, are you going to sing us in? Hello, everybody. You sound like a weird duck. It's a, it's a Muppet. It's kind of like Beaker. A... Yeah, it's Beaker. Okay. It's Beaker. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys, to Popcorn Talk Network. We're going to be talking a little bit about the box office numbers today. Of course, we're going to get you this week's uh, weekend's numbers. Mm-hmm. We're getting into international numbers. We've got a few games for you. I am your host, Sarah Stratton, and I have with me... Guys, introduce yourselves and your Twitters. JTE at Schmoes JTE. Tom Dagnino uh, at Bob Finstock. We are going to throw out that although there is, we're going to get into this. We do have Tom here. I thought that Finstock yes. might show up, and no, I'm pleasantly surprised to have you here. He's banned from this network. Um, but we do have to reach out to you guys for a favor and for your feedback. We know we have you rate, subscribe, do all those wonderful things, but now we have another task that we really would like you to help us out on. That is, we want you to go to podcastone.com, and that's one spelled out, so podcastone.com. And it just takes a couple minutes. We want to know how you really feel about our shows, what we can do better, um, what you like, what you don't like. We really need you guys to help us out with this, and it would be so appreciated. Um, that's again at podcastone.com. Just a couple minutes, super easy. It goes, these words, instead of us just getting your comments that we read on like YouTube, these are going to our bosses, so they will know what's going on. And so just, just tell them you love us, and it'll Absolutely. be appreciated. Well, they do. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Thanks. Do you want to go fill out the survey? Uh, well, yeah, I did already. Wonderful. Yeah, I know the guy who owns podcast. Did one. you do it? Do it, or did Finstock do it? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> no, Tom does anything. Finstock doesn't have time for that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. He's busy fighting the world. <laughs> fighting the world, fighting, fighting for the world, or the world. <laughs> He's fighting for the world. Okay, you know? fighting the world or fighting. He has Alicia. a lot of things. Uh, yeah, that was a tough one. I'm sure everybody watched the 200 episode of the Schmoes thing, and then Finstock made an appearance. Yes. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he, and he got under a lot of scrutiny. Um, it was very interesting stuff, to say the least. Uh, he left me a little note to bring forth to the public today, if I could read okay. it. Okay. Please, please, <laughs> oh, please. It's like an address. Please, yeah, okay. It's, it's an open letter. <laughs> right. Nobody confused with Jay Z's open letter. <laughs> Finstock is the last in a dying breed of people who can care less about political correctness. He's not a yes man and never will be. 
Finstock is trying to keep the balance in America. Is Finstock referring to himself in the third person? I, yeah, he does that a lot. Okay. All, all great people do that. Just, just yeah. checking. The scales have shifted Finstock. heavily in favor of pussification of this country. Mm. Bottom line, if people like Finstock die off, then so does America. Mm. So Finstock's going to get busy winning <laughs> while a lot of other people get busy losing. Signed. And in the immortal words oh. of John Gotti, in five to ten years when America <laughs> needs a hero... There's not going to be Finstock around. Period. Wait, wait. I, I felt a lot of empathy coming <laughs> yeah. from you in that speech, and I was just about to go on my side of the story where I was going to be like, having sat with both Finstock <laughs> and Tom at this table, having talked to them off camera, I think that they are completely different people. Thank you. Uh, they act in totally different ways. Um, I would... I don't know if I label myself as a feminist. I more of label myself just as a human who believes in people just being equal. And I don't know, follow the golden rule. People treat your neighbors how you want to be treated yourself. Mm-hmm. And Tom, great guy. Finstock, you just have to like picture throwing water balloons at his head all the time. And you, you like him much better. JT. Interesting. I mean, this is, I'm still dissecting this. I, I want to put it like etched in marble somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's a powerful statement. It's a, it's a very powerful statement. Um, I, I'm not. I'm trying to get what he's trying to say. He sounds hopeful yet a warning. It, it more <laughs> sounds like he thinks he's yeah. going to be murdered, <laughs> and like he's trying to warn people. Like it's like when you play like mafia or you play wolves, yeah, okay. and you're like, "Don't kill me because you need me." This would like, be like that. Play. Freedom of speech is going down the tubes. Is that what you're? And that's, that's clear and okay. Yeah, I, I I like the whole American theme there, and I do believe you know that you have to. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Have the yin and the yang. You gotta have the dark with the light. And Absolutely. To balance it out. It's That's what America was built on. It was built on freedom of speech and we're taking it away. And it's becoming a big problem. All right. They're winning. <laughs> They're winning. Well, we will see if Finsock does appear <sighs> in their near future. But it's let's get thing. into this show, right. which is a number show. And let's talk about this weekend. <laughs> um, rounding out the top five, the bottom on our list is going to. Mad Max Fury yes. Road coming in with almost eight million oh almost eight million dollars and that's like a forty four percent drop and it is now in its fourth week and it finally beat out Pitch Perfect too I know it took a while Damn. it took a while but it cost just, me five for five did it is that what it was I would have had five for five I think when the actuals come out you'll see Pitch Perfect at number five but we don't play that game here I yeah, love the fact that um. 
Pitch Perfect had a huge opening compared to Mad Max, almost double. Mm-hmm. And yet, Mad mm-hmm. Max has not only stuck around in the top five, but now has outlasted Pitch Perfect. Its percentage is just—it's that is the one thing it's consistently beat Pitch Perfect on. Mm-hmm. Its percentage is always lower in the in the drop values. So that's King, wonderful. Good job. Exactly. Good job, Mad Max. Let's point out that yes. Tom, you did get four for five, but we did have a lot of listeners get five for five. So wow. shout outs to Christiane Lutens, Musa Chandri, and Nick Reeves, all five for five. Also our last caller. Good job from last week. Mm. Um, also throwing in there Kristen Siliberto, who got the numbers for Insidious 3, and also Hugo Patino for the numbers for Entourage. So we've got a lot of people on our listeners who are doing better guesses yeah, than we are. Must speak for yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, mean, I, said, I said that Spy had to get more than 27 yeah. to beat San Andreas, and that's exactly what it needed. That's true. I, mean, I didn't it was, know if it was going to beat it, but I knew what it needed. I had San Andreas number one, and it only lost by $3.5 million. A lot of a lot of people, including you, Mister Finsock, said it would be much higher than that. I had spy at forty and uh, yeah. thirty-seven to forty, and it, it definitely underperformed. True, but compared to last weekend's numbers, where we had San Andreas really break away from everything, yes. having more money than all these numbers, you look at this week, and we have people very close to mm-hmm. each other. All right, getting up to number four, going to Entourage mm-hmm. with ten million, springing its grand total to about. It's almost 18. It's only on its first yeah, week. Yeah, it's open on Wednesday. Wednesday opening. Correct. We are only including three-day in our chart. Um, horrible. Um, do I want to say horrible reviews? But Well, the, the reviews have not been very good, but the cinema score is at like an A-. Yes. So people... critics who haven't watched yeah. the show are really hammering it for being misogynistic, whatnot, versus like fans who were looking for what mm-hmm. the show gave him. Sounds exactly. like Finstock's problem. <laughs> yeah. I saw the movie, and as a fan of the show, it's just like three or four episodes put together. Yeah. I feel like they took everything they could have took in like a small season and squished it into a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nothing really happens that like is monumental. Like Sometimes when you think of a movie, you want something different to happen that's going to change the landscape of maybe the way the show is run. Mm-hmm. And it just never really happens. I had a good time, though. I mean, like I sat there, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. But if you went in there not knowing some of the characters and you just were not familiar with the show, you're just going to be kind of like, eh. Yeah, it's a lot of nuggets. It's like going to see Avengers 4 and not seeing Avengers 1, right? <laughs> that's, a lot of people That's do a little that. bit of a stretch. Well, the thing is, with that kind of movie, you have at least a spectacle. Yeah, this doesn't have that. It's really going on the characters and the cameos and some of the characters from the show that would show up a lot. Mm-hmm. They pop in and you don't need – you see like Billy Walsh's character and you're like – okay, this guy's awesome. You know exactly what his background is, so you get his jokes a little bit more. Where somebody who doesn't watch a show, they're exactly. gonna, they're just going to be like, who's that guy? Well, this was supposed to open up against Jurassic World, and they were just like, we can't do that because that's going to make a ton of money. I'll say open a week earlier, a week and a half earlier. And then they seen they, you know, they saw the reviews on Spy. They're like, Jesus, we better open this thing Wednesday, get all our front-load people and mm-hmm. uh, make our cash. Mm-hmm. I just found it weird. Haley Joel Osment... He has a weird phenomenon going on. It's like his head grew from being a child, but his face didn't. Like he has a big like pumpkin head and like a really small face where it's you could like baby face. Yeah, but it's not no, that's not called baby face. 
baby face is like what some other people have, but he does not have that. Well, he had the beard in this movie, which I think helped a little bit. He looks a little monkey. You guys, you are getting into our dissection versus our list. We're going up to number three, which goes to Insidious Chapter 3, bringing in 23 million. Opened up really strong. Friday was, Friday, I believe it was even beating Spy by a tiny Mm, bit. That's true. And then, of course, as horror goes, it starts to slump very quickly. Um, then going into number two, San Andreas coming mm-hmm. back, bringing in 26.4 million. That's a, almost a 52% drop, um, which in my opinion is actually better than I expected. Mm-hmm. A little okay. bit. Only 50, only 52%. It could have been worse. Um, and then number one going to Spy with, as of now, an even 30 million opening. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the let me first say, San Andreas, I wasn't surprised because it was the only summer type movie in mm-hmm. the box office set this weekend. Entourage, Spy, very much comedy movies. I don't look at Spy as an action summer blockbuster. It's a comedy first and foremost. You know we're going to get okay. with Melissa McCarthy. Um, and yeah, Insidious, is it's the horror crowd. And I, I'm, I'm glad it did $23 million. I'm, that's going to do strong, but it's going to fall off. Just like Poltergeist, it, it's going to fall off big time. You don't even have to say like Poltergeist, just say like horror. Yeah, horror, horror in general falls off. It'd be very interesting if Insidious didn't fall off that much. Yes. But, I mean, we have a heavy hitter coming in this yeah, week. Yeah, there's no horror. This, this has a fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a sequel also. The thing with Spy is, like, this was uh, McCarthy's first opening film besides Tammy. Mm-hmm. He, she was with Sandra Bullock, Bridesmaid. She had the whole Bridesmaid crew. So this was really kind of like a test for her as just a standalone star. And like you said, you, I think a lot of people were projecting closer to 40 to 50 million for this mm-hmm. thing. San Andreas, uh, took away from it big time. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's in 3D, mm-hmm. all that added mm-hmm. to the money. Um, I think this is good for her to get a number one movie, but I don't think it's like, she's not quite, inst- you know, nowhere, nowhere near like Sandra I mean, Bullock money. It's better no. than Tammy, which was open oh, yeah, to 20, almost 22, mm-hmm. versus The Heat open to 39. So in comparison to The Heat, I thought this did, but, this did really well. Yeah. yeah. It would have been a different story if this was opening at 20. I think oh, that would have really hurt um, well, Melissa McCarthy. Well, over, over 60% of the humans who went and seen this were female. So, I mean, that's that's a big demo. Huge demo, actually. Mm-hmm. And they were over like 50 or something like that. It also has had very positive reviews. Yeah, I think it had going up great reviews. It, it was like the, 94%, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You saw it, right? I saw it. I thought it was fine. I didn't laugh as much as I was hoping I would. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't like bored during the movie. The whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, I'm entertained by all in the back of my head. I was like, I thought this was gonna be a little bit better. Mm. I think this is one of the movies that I kind of wanted to see, but I'm going to end up maybe missing okay. just because mm. everything that's coming out this weekend, yeah. I think it's just kind of going to get swept aside. And it's going to be one of those ones where I'm like, Oh, I wish I saw that a couple months ago, but I just might have to wait. I also think like you said, entourage definitely, I think was battling. It took away some of the mm-hmm. money for spy. Of course. Cause those, some of those, People that went to see Entourage would have saw Spy if Entourage didn't open this weekend. 65% of Entourage's uh, audience was males. Yeah. So, I mean, males went to see this. Uh, females went, females females went to see Spy. Like and uh, transsexuals went to see Insidious 3. <laughs> Why is that? What? <laughs> that didn't make any yeah. sense at all. You know, it's a different it's a hybrid of a, of a human. It's a human hybrid. <laughs> I have no idea even what he's trying to say because I didn't (laughs) see that movie. But before we get into now our international numbers, I have something to tell you guys about. Um, It is for all of you guys out there to apply, especially if you love to dance. And it is called Dance Battle America. 
Do you have an idea what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. Mar- Maria's in that, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, so it is brought from the binds mm-hmm. of Maria Menounos, Julianne Huff. Um, in the past couple of years, if you guys haven't seen, they've been doing these, okay. like, dance war yes. battle videos, especially mm-hmm. around the holidays, where they're, like, pulling in different celebrities. Um, everyone from, like, it really started with Maria, and then they brought in Kate Hudson, Amber Riley, um, I think Cara De- Evangeline. It was just, like, these videos of them dancing going back and forth all mm-hmm. over social media. But now it is getting picked up by ABC. And so wow. it's going to be a whole huge dance competition and everyone can send in their videos to try and compete. And that goes to www.dancebattleamericacasting.com. I that think we need to make a video. I think. You guys can all, compete. Can Roxy's making one. Oh, is Roxy's really? making one so you guys can compete. I'll film it for her if she wants. No, that's my job. <laughs> oh. Who's the best dancer? I'll film it. Because <laughs> I call the filming job. Uh, oh, who would, okay. Who's a better dancer, Tom or Finstock? Uh, I am. I do uh, the tango. <laughs> wow, okay. What we really should do is we should have Tom do one and Finstock do one yeah. and see if either of them <laughs> Like, how different is the style? Uh, he does it naked. I, da- I dance in clothes. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So, you guys, remember, <laughs> dancebattleamericacasting.com. Um, for information on how to submit your video. A video you can go there and also don't forget to post it on social media because that's how this was all started and the hashtag is dance battle abc yeah so dylan esposito on that. He, uh dylan esposito he already uh handed in his uh dance tape did you dylan yeah. all right yeah. we're gonna stalk it yeah. and find it all right let's get into our international numbers now Here we um, go. overseas spy expanded to a total of 54 markets this weekend so that makes it it is grossing 25.6 million for an impressive foreign total of 56.5 million and a global haul of 86.5 um uk led the um weekend opening with 4.1 million yeah, we got Jude Law and Jason, uh, Jason Statham. Statham. Jason Statham, both, you know, Brits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not surprised by the UK numbers. And Jason Statham also typically uh, holds a movie on his own. That's what I'm saying. Like, she, even though she's the front center of this movie, she mm-hmm. has a good cast around her. I think that was smart, not just for the movie, but for marketing. And Jason Statham's hilarious in this movie. That He's the best thing in the movie. I wish he was in it more. Yeah, but you can lampoon yourself properly. It's always funny. Yeah. So doing well overseas. Also, Entourage debuted in its first six markets, only grossing $3 million, mm. But that includes a number one finish in Australia with $2.6 million. Mm, That I can't see doing... See, that's... It's right. interesting, like, because I don't know how far that show reaches outside of the United States. It feels like a very... This kind was of U.S. Also, thing. In my opinion, this was before you really did get all this international talk about TV shows, mm-hmm. especially going on HBO. Like, now you talk about shows like Game of Thrones, like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. which is an international phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It is brought in different countries in, into production. They cast all over the world. They use mostly European actors. And, like, it causes tourism. People go to different countries for Game That's of true, Thrones. Yeah. Versus Entourage is very L.A.-centric. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Like maybe the, you have the curiosity factors for a few places, but it isn't that joining together or really interest for other countries, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because H- by the the numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean HBO, like they did Sex in the City, the first film did huge numbers. I think they closed mm-hmm. sixty million opening weekend. This is Andrade is like the male equivalent of that show, and mm-hmm. it hasn't quite pulled that kind of mm-hmm. audience. I mean, I don't know what that says about both those shows, but. Apparently, Sex City has a little more broader appeal. Probably. Also, it is said, though, that Australians and people from California get along really well. Yeah. Have you never heard this? Mm-hmm. 
Have kind of, you never heard this? No, I never heard this. I wouldn't be the case with Alicia and Pixar. No, in general, they <laughs> no, say that not the case. most countries hate Americans, except for Australians. And really? Americans really get along, particularly ones from California. You have never That's heard this. I feel like it's like a saying. I've heard like 50 people have told me this. You've got All right. Well, George Miller's Mad Max Fury Road and Banks' Pitch Perfect 2 both celebrated milestones this weekend, crossing 300 million and 250 million, respectively, at the Worldwide Box Office. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road has yet to open in, drumroll please, the People's Republic. China. <laughs> China. Yeah. I feel like that movie's going to kill in China because obviously from Fast 7, they love car explosion mm-hmm. movies. And this thing is. Even uh, to me, it's a way better movie than Fast Seven. Oh, it's, I mean, but, it's, it's not. They the, love CGI. That's the truth. And this is practical. They have there's a little CGI in there, but not I, a ton. What I do agree. Well, and it's also the movie's insane. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. insanity. And China likes some insane stuff. <laughs> So maybe that I'll cross market. We will see how it does. But so <laughs> you, far, oh, both we got to get the so title for Mad Max Fury Road yeah, in China. I'll get it. It's got to be something I'll place insane. A call. <laughs> Next week, All we'll right. have Mad Max the China name. Yes. Also, Insidious 3 will likely have another in its series film uh, because it opened well also internationally. It made $14.3 million in 42 territories, including mm. Russia, Malaysia, and the Philippines. And it has yet to open in Mexico, Germany, France, and some other large places as well. Also, I just want to throw out that Mad Max has made more globally than Pitch Perfect. Is that surprising? No, but I just I'm happy. I want to point it out. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> it's a big action film. I just I've had this thing where you know I was just so mad when Mad Max lost so hugely to Pitch Perfect too. That anytime I could see it beating Pitch Perfect it makes me happy. So this week in general, you're very I'm happy. very happy. I'm very happy. Guy. Just in a chipper mood. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's National Best Friends Day. Yeah. Me and Tom are best friends. Is there like a calendar that has like all of the national days on it? No, they're just making up out of the blue now. Like, how do you find out? Uh, You just wake up and see it on Facebook. And then it was like National Donut Day the other day. And yeah. I I got a free donut on National Donut Day. Well, next Monday is uh, National Side Boob Day. So ladies, just prepare yourselves. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. He's such a liar. Yeah. Is there like a... I feel like there should be like this a... Is, you see? Did you see the smirk? Did you see the <laughs> He's smirk? lying. Did you see the smirk? I caught it. There's, I mean, all right. there's got to be like a group that just gets together and like decides which days are going to be which. I just yeah, like want to see the see, calendar uh, that has them all written. I feel like you'd have to have like a wall calendar because like, all the it's titles an, are like a sentence. America propaganda. Because then a best friend buys like somebody like a necklace, and then everybody who owns jewelry stores makes more money. Same things with donuts. It's the same thing with okay. everything Bound else. Well, yeah, it's the same thing with everything let's else. get away from I'm the American propaganda and get it. into our foreign titles game. Yes. Yes. I, I need to win this week. I feel good. I feel good. I feel like I got a win in me. From American propaganda to Chinese propaganda. I already made that segue. Uh, I already did that. <laughs> well, where's the... Today's national double segue day. I almost forgot to do it Bingo. in the beginning. Did you? <laughs> I, I you almost did, forgot. You almost did like a I did, hourglass shape I did, of a lady. I was doing, it was a spicy Lucy. Oh, yeah. She's the best. <laughs> Just a little thing I did for her. <laughs> she's the best. Sarah's got to see you her. Go. Sarah has no spicy idea who she is. Because it was Spanish. She was talking Spanish. She Wonderful. Talking Spanish. So let's get handy. on to the game. Yes, we will. Okay. Okay. And, and uh, we're going to go in uh, 
light of the spy being number one, uh, yep. all these movies are going to have something to do with spies. Okay, Ooh, awesome. I like. Yeah, this we're, evol- we're evolving. This here. is this <laughs> is a good thing. I'm happy I, I want, about spy it. Spy hard's got to be in here, right? We're evolving here. <laughs> spy hard. Spy. The oh, Melissa okay. McCarthy. Yeah, movie okay. that just came movie out. Movie that yeah. was number one in the box office yeah. this week. Spicy. Cheap no spy no no no, <laughs> no. Okay. spicy no. you threw spicy no. out there and I immediately no. lose that okay okay <laughs> spy hard yes exploration of the ultimate laugh <laughs> okay Leslie Nielsen I spy the Eddie Murphy movie with whoever else was in it oh yeah Owen Wilson yeah, and yeah. Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. absurd Beverly Hills oh because oh, Beverly Hills Cop and Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier Spy. Spy. Yep. Confusion amongst old men. <laughs> That's the, the first one. Would be let a me lie. remind you. The first one would be a lie. Let me remind you. Yeah. That hot pursuit in China was also called Spicy Larry. Oh, that's right. Number one is a lie. Okay, hold on. Go through them again for me. Spy, the Melissa McCarthy underwhelming movie that came out this week. Spicy, cheap, spy. Okay. Spy hard. Exploration of the ultimate laugh. Hmm. I spy. The Eddie Murphy classic. Absurd Beverly Hills. Tinker, Taylor, soldier spy. The Gary Oldman classic that nobody watched Mm. or nobody understood. Confusion amongst old Men. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, confusion amongst old men because that's just too on the nose. I mean, I'm I can't see that being a real title. Spicy. spicy he's talked cheap about spy. spicy Lucy like 50 times. You don't think that that? Was I know, but he has a point with the spicy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but that last one is just—it it makes no sense even for the original movie. Confused men. They were confused. <laughs> they were, but that's not what they would call the movie. Well, even they were confused in China. <laughs> All right. I'm sticking with spicy. And, and uh, Alexis is not in because she's busy, right? I'm here, but oh. yes, I'm also... I wasn't completely listening to the whole list. <laughs> okay, just, say, just take a guess. One, two, three, or four? Uh, four. Okay. So you agree with JTE. Mm-hmm. And uh, neither of you guys are correct. No. Oh. Absurd Beverly Hills. Oh, that was my ah. second guess. Damn it. <laughs> is, the, is the correct answer. Oh, Damn, it. Damn it. Spicy cheap spy is what no. it's called. Well, she's spicy. Because it's a girl. Hmm. Because that's what they call people in China, spicy. I guess, yeah, spicy Lucy. Cheap means, like, she's not really a CIA agent. She's just a cheap one. And then she's a spy. Did spicy Lucy get her name from China? Uh, you know, it was derived from that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just wondered. Yeah. Wow, no one won this week. That hasn't wow. happened too many times. Yeah, it's... it's he it's, beat it's, us. Uh, I'm going to start doing that, so it's going to be almost more like... Uh, Every uh, all four are going to be uh, hopefully like the number one, tied or into number two, one, tied into number one or number two, or people who have been this in those game things. Do it myself. Maybe <laughs> you should. You can't get the website though. Nobody knows where it's at. It's locked away in key. It's a Chinese website. <laughs> I called my buddy up there. Wang. <laughs> all right, it's, it's let's wing. get into our top five grossing list. Uh, we are going to be doing Jude oh, right. Law movies. I think one of the reasons, human. yeah, one of the reasons we did this because I don't think he's going to be, uh, I don't think he's be leading too many movies in the future. No, that, his era of leading man is kind of yeah. over. Yeah. Why are there seven movies on my list? Well, because why are uh, there more than seven movies on my list? Well, because we usually don't go with the Sherlock Holmeses. But you decide to keep them on here. Uh, 
something was wrong with my delete button on my computer. <laughs> I feel like that's the most important button on your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just pretty much <laughs> just overused. Copy, copy. I know, copy and paste. Copy. All right. Well, in case you're wondering, on the technical list, Sherlock Holmes does take the number one and number two spot, but we're not going to talk about that today. So instead, we're going to talk about the talented. Why is the aviator semi-highlighted? Because he was only in it for like a two, like two minutes or something. Okay, like we're that. also not going to talk about the aviator, <sighs> yeah. which means we are going to start with AI artificial intelligence. On our <laughs> list coming in as mm-hmm. number five. It is from Warner Brothers, and it made a hundred and twelve million. This is where Haley Joel Osment <laughs> he fat he fit into his face back then. He was like was a really cute kid. Say. Is that what you're laughing? Yeah, because I just thought of that line. I don't know if he has like a pituitary gland problem. <laughs> you can poke him in something. the both eyes of one finger. Yeah, poke him in the eyes of one finger. That's the best thing I've ever heard. He's like the Pillsbury Doughboy looking guy. His nose is really scrunched in. Something happened. Maybe he grew up in like a cigarette-filled environment or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, Spielberg. It's a Spielberg film. Um, actually, a Stanley Kubrick film that he was never able to make because he died. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Spielberg took over, um, and it feels more like a Spielberg film to me than a Kubrick film, even though it has some Kubrick they touches. Pay a little bit. Oh, definitely throughout the whole movie. Uh, even the teddy bear, Teddy, sounds mm-hmm. just like Hal from mm-hmm. 2001: Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Jude Law did a good job. He plays a robot. Has does. Uh, Lee Joe Osment. And uh, it's almost like a Pinocchio story. <laughs> I feel like we can't talk about him. Stop it. That is mean. All right, let's go up to the talented Mr. Ripley. Came out in 99 and made $124.9 million. Wow. That was after yeah. Matt Damon was like, mm-hmm. yeah. he was coming off Google Hunting. Well, one more thing about artificial time. Sorry, JT. Okay, good. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, the reason why I was on the shelf for so long is because he ultimately thought that there would be he wanted a real robot to play the Haley Joel Osment part. He was like, eventually we will have real robots, and that's when I'll do this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Sorry. Go ahead. That is very interesting. Okay. Coming in on our third spot is Cold Mountain. One hundred and twenty-five point two million came out in two thousand and three. Uh, I was just gonna say, shout out to Mr. Ripley, real yeah. quick. Oh, mm-hmm. you had I never seen it. Sorry. Have you guys ever seen it? I, I I'm have. curious. You it's have? A, it's I a have. bizarre movie, mm-hmm. but it's a it's lot good. of people's favorites. That's one of those movies. Like it's on my list of shame movies. I've always wanted to see that I haven't seen. Oh. I need to check it out. It's basically steal somebody's identity. Matt Damon's like wearing glasses. He's just a creeper. He's like, a, yeah, they have like weird, you know. Who's the girl in the movie? That's uh, like in between them. Good question. Uh, Christian, it, Christian Bale was actually uh, supposed Paltrow? to play. So uh, yes, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, it's Paltrow. Okay. Christian Bale was actually supposed to play the Matt Damon role, but he backed out, I think. Oh, doing, really? Doing something else. That would have been interesting. But See? Matt Damon did a great job. He lost 30 pounds for it. It was very odd. I hear it's very Alfred Hitchcock-y. Kind. It is. It very, it very much is. Hitchcocky. Shot wise. That sounds yes. like a bad one. Yeah. Matt Damon trolls Jude Law to death on a boat. Like he wrecks his life. <laughs> all right. Uh, no. All right. So that. Getting now to into number Cold Mountain, Mountain with uh, Nicole Kidman, Renee Zellweger. I was trying to look up because they won. There were some Oscar. Oh, Cold, Cold Mountain was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure how much it won. Here we go. It was nominated for Best Actor, okay. Jude Law, Best Cinematography, Best Editing, Best Original Score, uh, Best Original Song. I could have sworn. I don't think it won anything, though, really. No, it got shut out. Yeah, it got basically shut out. Hold on. I'm going to win like one or two things, but that's the, it. The film was nominated for more than 70 awards. 
Jesus. Including yeah, seven Golden Academy Sag Award and nominations. Yeah. And Renee Zellweger won the Academy Award for Best oh, Actress in Supporting Role. Yes. No way. Did she really? Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. I was like, a lot of people were mad that she won because she was supposed to, that character originally in the book was like a colored girl yes. and the book is described as a colored girl. Mm-hmm. Correct. And everyone's like, you're going to really get Renee Zellweger to play this part? Maybe that's why Cam and Crow was using uh, Emma, Stone. Emma Stone. He's like, yeah, we just pull the Cole Mountain. Honestly, that didn't work. <laughs> I'm sure that's, that's a Hollywood what term. he was thinking. That did not work. Yeah, that's a Hollywood term. But, but Cole Mountain, huge, wonderful reviews. You know, I saw it when it came out because it was obviously an Oscar running. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, like nothing with it really stuck with me. It wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't great. Donald it, Sutherland was in it and he's great. Okay. He's got a great beard. I remember it being a fine movie, but nothing to me like sticks out. I always remember that it was just nominated for a lot. Yeah, exactly. I don't really remember the movie. It was yeah. a Civil War and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Going to number two on his list, Road to Perdition. Nice. Came out in 2002. 145.9 million. Wow. Yeah. Here we go. Sam Mendes, uh, adaptation of a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um you got Daniel Craig in an earlier role of his before he was James Bond. Tom Hanks, obviously Wasn't the lead. was this back in like Tomb Raider era? Oh, yeah. Probably Wasn't around that area. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in Tomb Raider too. Yeah. Huh? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think it's a great movie. Uh, he uh, he plays a character who's the hitman going after Tom Hanks. And he's like, he's the one who has this creepy fetish where he likes to take a picture right mm-hmm. after he kills you. Mm-hmm. Or like right as you're about to die, he wants to capture that moment. Like mm-hmm. he wants to catch the soul leaving the body or something. Yeah, that's. I mean, I do that in other areas of life. <laughs> Take pictures. Something else is leaving something else. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Leave it there. All right. We're going to move on to his number one on our list, which is going to be Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Came out in 2004. Made 153.5 million dollars. Wow. Uh, Jim Carrey. Fantastic. I don't even remember what. It was the Jude book Law. series. Mm-hmm. What did Jula do? He played the father? I think he was like his friend or something. I don't remember. This is a movie like... Jim Carrey This is a great. movie that came after that whole... <laughs> yeah. There was like 12 books. It looks like mm-hmm. a Tim they Burton were pretty, movie. They were like tiny books, but they like really caught on Jim with Carrey like middle school. Jim Carrey was the school. uncle. Jim Carrey was the uncle. Was and the uncle, and he, when the, the kid's parents died, uh, he was the last known um, family. Oh, relative. So Jude yeah. Law was, was the Jude parents? Law. No, Jude Law was uh, the little boy slash narrator of the movie oh okay oh, that's interesting oh so yeah. he's like telling the story as an adult yeah. so, gotcha. the whole, so the whole stand by me style yeah. yes mm-hmm. gotcha when done properly narrating like that works really well this like you know how I said I don't remember much about Cold Mountain I don't remember anything about Lonely <laughs> Snicket I saw it once I in theaters I remember the books I just I remember, remember Jim Carrey being it and not laughing too much and I remember just like I felt like Tim Burton should have directed the movie and he didn't mm-hmm. yeah you're right I, I mean we didn't include like the Sherlock Holmes movies, which did come out in 2009 and 2011 and are yeah. technically on this list. But 04 is the most recent movie for him that made this much money. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has not really been. That's why I was saying we got to do a Jude Law list because I don't think he's going to be leading any movies anytime well, he, soon. He, he's, a very, he's a great actor. There's no question about he's that. He's good. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's not. I think he knows that he can't open a movie. I mean, he's not going to open movies anymore. I don't even know if he really did. Every one of these movies are an ensemble cast. Um, I mean, look, and the teller, Mr. Ripley, he was dead in like 20 minutes, but I mean, that had a big part. Uh, spoiler. Well, I mean, nobody cares about that. <laughs> I haven't seen it, it yet. Uh, you watch it again. Um, he was getting spy. Like, he plays kind of this James Bond role, suave mm-hmm. kind of guy. And I thought I did a fine job. But, uh, I think the last movie I remember him actually trying ahead was a movie called Alfie, which is a remake of like a much older the film. Michael Caine mm-hmm. movie, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it did very well. No, it did not. But he's good. Yeah, it's but not women, bad. And women like him. He was in, like, the Grand Budapest Hotel. 
Throw yeah. that out there. Was he? And he was yeah. supposed to be in. He plays the young author. Mm. Oh, the, yes, he's, he's so getting he does have, told. He's good in those big roles. Those are, those are ensemble cast. He's also coming out with a movie called uh, Genius in 2016 and Knights of the Round Table King Arthur. Um, he's going to be playing Fortune, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's both in filming. That I don't know what the budget is on that. I don't know if it's... And I'm almost positive he was, old, he was supposed to play uh, Don Cheadle's role in the Oceans movies. Oh, really? Yeah, as the English guy. And the movie you mentioned is also directed by Guy Ritchie, who did the last two Sherlock movies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. apparently he likes Jude Law. Yeah. He's good in those Sherlock movies. Great. I mean, he seems like he's a great ensemble ensemble cast member, really supportive. So he will keep getting work because he seems to build relationships. It's just you're not seeing him as much as the A-list actress. He's big on the art scene. He's big on the art scene. All right. Let's get into our upcoming films a bit. Um, In my opinion, there's only one really worth talking about. I I totally disagree with you. Okay. Really? Yeah. You you, you don't. Want I mean, nothing's gonna just beat this movie. See, you wore your Jurassic Park shirt, and I wore yeah. my Star Wars shirt to okay. remind you that there are more important things <laughs> to coming up ahead, <laughs> but not this weekend. Um, listen, sure. Jurassic World is gonna destroy. Ooh, yeah. um, it's gonna make big bucks because one, you got a franchise, mm-hmm. a franchise that people have want to see another edition of and done right, and you got. Mr. Chris Pratt, who's coming off Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy, you know, coming, he's like the hot, he's like the thing right now. Yep, he is. He is the guy that everyone wants to. What is he going to do next? I mean, you saw this, but you can't say anything. I about saw it. this uh, with the schmoes last Friday. I can't say anything. I'm not going to say where it's good, what's bad. I'm just going on what we've seen in advertising, and the I think just the hunger. Pe- people grew up with this movie, but people were really pissed off about the first couple of trailers. They thought it looked mm-hmm. like really cheesy and. You know, well, it was be. more of the clips. Like, mm-hmm. I think the one thing the trailer is doing a good job of is giving you that feeling of this is going to be more like the first one. The mm-hmm. score, just the kind of the wonder. And for me, the thing that hooked me on Hook, Line, Sinker was the fact we're going to see the operational park. We're actually going to see the park. The thing that was always the idea in other mm-hmm. movies, which two, it wasn't even about the park. Two, at that point, no. it was just an island with dinosaurs. Yes. Three, just an island with yeah, dinosaurs. The first, show. yeah, the first one was the only movie that really mm-hmm. sold the whole park issue mm-hmm. with it and this one you get to see the park functioning and it's like freaking sea world or something that's actually fantastic um what hooked me was the fact that they put the velociraptors on chris pratt's team hmm. oh, okay that is what hooked me the, see a lot of people were kind of the opposite i don't care i don't care i think that's so exciting i think that when i grew up with Jurassic park i was like I just want a dinosaur on my side. Mm-hmm. And so this, when you are going to get um, that element, I think where we're going to see dinosaurs face off. And, like, yeah, I agree with Sarah. control. I found that a new angle. Mm-hmm. That was something that played up on an idea that a lot of people had had from the original movies. Yeah. And I mean, uh, last thing I'll say about this movie, I think will surprise some people. And this isn't spoiling anything because the director has come out and said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The publicity, they're pushing Chris Pratt as the star of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... It really is an ensemble, kind of like the first film. Okay. You got mm. Jeff Goldblum. Um, is he you, back in this one? <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sam Neill. Um, you know, all the character actors, Samuel Jackson, Newman from Seinfeld was in it. Yeah. He had these oh, the great. First one. Yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. one. He had these great. He thought, dude. <laughs> I thought he was in I'd rush off to the theater right now. <laughs> anyway, it has a great ensemble, and all the characters. The side characters are great in the first Jurassic Park. I think this film, he tried to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I won't say whether he succeeded, but that's definitely what's his attention going in. So don't go in thinking this is the Chris Pratt show. This is definitely an ensemble cast. Right. Okay, well, and Bryce I'm... Dallas Howard, you know, I've liked her in some things and not so much in others. Lady in the Water. Yeah. And I I think you guys will be really... I, I, I'm really curious with... to hear what everyone says once they see this movie. Well, I agree with Sarah. I mean, you need, I mean not all dinosaurs are bad. Look at Land of the Lost. 
You know, yes. look at the TV show Dinosaurs that was on the 90s. <laughs> the Land Before were, Time. Not yeah. the mama. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Tom, you said you had something else you were excited to talk about. Yes. What? Me, Earl, and the dead girl. Dying. Dying, Dying girl. girl. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's not, not dead yet. Don't write her off. She's close. <laughs> and you just gave um, away the ending of this movie. This is the Sun. Uh, I know a bunch of people who went to Sundance mm-hmm. and, and saw this movie, and mm-hmm. they were like, "This is this depicts high school life. This is this movie is brilliant." Rotten Tomatoes will prove it. What's the uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Is it really high? It's like ninety five. Yeah, yeah. The Rotten Tomatoes is really high. The description is: High schooler Greg, who spends most of his time making parodies of classic movies, and his coworker Earl finds out his forever uh, finds his outlook forever altered after befriending a classmate who has just been diagnosed with cancer. Mm. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a, a legit high school mm. movie. It's just like Fault in Your Stars kind of stuff. Yeah, but better. Okay. Uh, when done right. These movies can be, you know, become cold classics. Look at like okay. Can't Hardly Wait, like, Can't Buy Me Love, Fast Times at Richmond High, Three O'clock High. The list goes on and on. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been throwing like the cancer card in movies to get that the tearjerker mm-hmm. stuff. But I just like the idea of this movie. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm, I like the title. I like everything about it. I saw a Did big it trailer win for it at festivals. Yeah, and the best it's, you it won, won the grand jury right? prize. There we go. I actually have a screen for this Wednesday. Can I go? So yeah, you want to go? Sarah wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have, you have early bird gets to work. <laughs> I have, Every time. I have a screen for a Wednesday, so mm-hmm. I'm, I was kind of okay. on the fence of what I was going to go, but it sounds like I should I'm go check it out. Right? I might cry during this. I mean, <laughs> I might, I'll show emotion. <laughs> you might show emotion? Yeah, okay. I, 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 I cry. I can't remember the last time I cried in a movie. I can't. Can you remember the last time you cried in a movie? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I cry in them all the time. Okay. <laughs> Particularly <laughs> Disney Pixar ones. Okay. I'm Actually, most Disney movies, I just cry in them. Oh, I teared up a little bit in Selma. Oh. But it wasn't okay, like yeah. sad cry. It was like hopeful cry. <laughs> well, I cry in every Stallone movie. <laughs> Even before the movie starts. I just cry at the end because it's over. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Also on our list of upcoming movies, let's put also note that Me, Earl, and the Di- Dying Girl is limited release. Also yes, limited yes. release is Madame Bovary. Um, based off book, a yeah, very no, famous also, uh, novel, yeah, isn't it? She's a character of a very famous novel, I know, because they mentioned her. Yeah, it's, it's, she gets haunted by, like, a lesbian succubus. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's, it's the a beautiful, lesbian succubus. The beautiful wife of a small-town kind of doctor yeah. engages in extramarital love affairs in attempt to advance her social status. Yeah, and... A.K. Uh, gets haunted by a lesbian, a lesbian succubus. What's the guy's name? Ezra... Ezra Miller? Yes. Uh, Ezra Miller, huge. Mia, I can never pronounce her last name. I know who you're talking Wasikowska. about. Wasikowska. She was in the movie uh, Helen, I think She's it was also called. got Hannah. her start in Alice in Wonderland, yes. the Johnny Depp version, Johnny where Depp. she like mm-hmm. was just like the sweetheart of that movie. That Everyone thing made loved over a billion dollars mm-hmm. worldwide. Um, yeah, interesting movie. I, I, I like Paul period Giamatti's pieces. Paul Giamatti's in it. Anything with Paul Giamatti. I'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy delivers great. every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the the reason, the only thing that really, like you just said, Paul Giamatti, I think it has a great cast. I think it has a great cast, and these are critical darlings. You're talking about yeah. Mia, who's been loved with the critics. Uh, Ezra Miller was also in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Perks of Being a Wallflower. Really City Island, which came yes, out. And he's also announced to be Flash. the Flash. Yeah, in big one. the Flash, and he's supposed to be in make his appearance in Batman vs. Superman. As oh, is he really going to be in it? Uh, this is rumored. That's rumored, it's yeah. It's rumored. That's, that could happen, actually. But it definitely could happen. It will... It will com- this dude I has been doing happen. nothing but, like, 
indie films. He was in a great indie film called What's Wrong with Kevin, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a very disturbing but very well-made movie. Was that uh, Tony Collette? No, no. It was uh, the girl from... Uh, oh, she was a great Budapest... I can't remember her name. I can't now. remember at the moment. But, but what it is, he, what it is he's, about, you, he's about to make superhero money. Yeah, <laughs> he's about to make superhero money, and he had that on the ch- in the chart when he went in. I feel like when it comes to artsy movies, this cast has like the picks that they want. Mm-hmm. Like so, that gives me a really good indication that this script is going to be really strong, and yeah. I am excited to possibly see this one. As From well. the trailer, like this is the movie my mom, my grandmother would go see in a heartbeat. <laughs> Maybe not me right away, but. Uh, I'm I, just saying, I, it's like you know, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Those kind of people are going to run to see this kind of movie. I love true. Pride and Prejudice. I'm sure you do. It's All right, movie. let's get into the it's last good. one on our, li- on our list: The Wolf Pack. This is such mm. an interesting movie. You guys heard it about re- this? Yes. This movie's only 80 minutes. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about these group of four brothers who grew up in a small town in like New Jersey or Queens. Mm-hmm. No, Lower East uh, Side. Lower East Side, Manhattan. And basically, were not let out of their apartment by their parents. Maybe they were let out once a year for hmm. almost their whole life. Their, their parents were almost like these hoarders where they just wouldn't let these kids leave. And they found their escapism in movies. So, like, the only thing they really had to connect with the outside world was by watching movies. And then they would start reenacting them and videotaping with their old VHS, like, video recorder. Yep. And this documentary, not only is it interview the kids now who are actually, like, out of the apartment and kind of free, but they're show, they show you the home videos of movies that they were reenact. This is horrifying. It, it's, 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 the trailer doesn't seem like a horrifying movie. These the kids, concept is horrifying. The concept's horrifying. Like, the parents were so protective, they just want to let these four brothers leave the house. And I think they said once a year they would maybe get out. There was one year where they didn't get out once. Is Ken Napsack in this? (laughs) He could be. (laughs) This is kind of (laughs) like... He wasn't allowed out for a while. No, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just a fascinating... um, I mean, that synopsis alone will get me to watch it. I want to. This I, is one of those things that you hear about as documentary, and like I wish that this was fiction. Like, yes, it's an I totally interesting agree. concept. Yeah. Whereas, like, I want to see a movie about it, but the fact that this is real and documentary, it that like hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, I that's terrifying. It's weird though, because when you watch the trailer, it feels like a celebration of what film could help somebody. Because yeah. these guys used the films as an outlet. As an outlet mm-hmm. To be part of the world, absolutely. I mean, that's why they, they, these guys love movies more than anyone I'll probably ever meet because oh, yeah. this is it was their life. They had okay. nothing else. I'm glad. I'm interested in that aspect. I'm really interested to see because listen, when you're locked up in an apartment for most of your life, you, you can tell these guys are a little bit socially awkward. Mm-hmm. They don't quite, you know, know how to mingle with other people outside. I mean, them just walking outside at one point in the trailer, he's like. The air is so fresh. <laughs> it's just like, man. Oh, my goodness. It's, I, I actually do this every once in a while. Uh, once a year, I uh, reenact uh, the Boogie Nights pool scene. Oh, and that's amazing. A, a couple of people dropped out this year. I was wondering if uh, you want to play Louis Guzman. <laughs> that's the best role of the yeah, movie. The best. <laughs> and Sarah can play maybe Amber Waves. I think I'm out of town that weekend. Okay. Because I play Jack Horner, obviously. Who's Spicy yeah. Lucy play? Roller Girl. Oh, of course. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those are upcoming films. Let's get into predictions. If we don't all have the same number one, <laughs> you are kicked off the show. Yeah. We all know what number one is going to be. That's correct. <laughs> that is but correct. If anyone calls in and has a different number one, you are also kicked off the show. Yeah. Who's going first here? I'm not going first. You All right, let's first. let number one. This guy oh, won. Sure. Let, the, let the guy who won the whole thing. Uh, look, Jurassic World is clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm teetering whether or not this is going to do triple digits. Okay. I think yeah. it'll be very, very 
close, depending on the reviews. Uh, it's, it could be close, man. Why are they not giving out reviews, JT? Why are they, they being think, so tight, mass about all this I don't stuff? know. Well, you know, the, some reviews actually came out when they premiered in Europe last week. Mm-hmm. So if you really look on Twitter hard, you could you find can, a few. You could find some stuff. Yeah. You could mm-hmm. find some stuff. I think this movie makes ninety-five to ninety-nine million dollars, uh, mm. which is going to be such a runaway. It's yeah, it's it's going to destroy everything. Let's keep in mind that our biggest opening of the year so far was Avengers: Age of Ultron, opening at one ninety-one, followed by Furious Seven at one forty-seven, followed by Fifty Shades of Grey at eighty-five. Mm. It'll definitely do more than eighty-five. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Number two. You know, I'm really hung up on this. It was either Spy or San Andreas. Yeah. Spy is a good midweek movie, and it will win every single day, probably Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. Well, one Thursday night when Jurassic Park opens, Mm -hmm. but Monday through Wednesday, this is a winner. Okay. Uh, You know, in San Andreas, it's going to take a lot away from... Jurassic's going to take a lot away from San Andreas, just like San Andreas took a lot away from Spy this week. Mm -hmm. I think Spy is going to finish second narrowly. Like we're talking maybe million million bucks just like this week, maybe okay. maybe, maybe less. Mm-hmm. Three San Andreas, um, I think it'll drop about thirty percent. Four, Insidious, and uh, five. Uh, I'm going to keep it at Mad Max. Wow, we have the same list. I have the same list also. Really? <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> so well, then, we'll, then, then we we'll guessed go. whoever guesses number one, the yeah. closest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say ninety-five million. Ah. <laughs> She's freaking out. Yeah. Uh, we all have the same list. I think we're all on the same page on this one. I have Jurassic Park, Spy, San have? Andreas, Insidious, Mad Max. That's what you have, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you have Mad Max coming on? Five. Money. Oh, no, we're doing Jurassic World. Um, I know, but I oh, want to know. Oh, you just want to know how much you think? I just want to know. Okay. I just want to know because... Just a uh, little bit less than Six. That's because like that's a very yeah. very very small drop versus yeah. we're like yeah. ho- we're thinking that Entourage yeah. all in general is going to drop at least like sixty eight percent. You got to think Jurassic Park is going to be sold out. Jurassic, Jurassic World, World is going to be sold out, and a lot of people are going to probably be like you know let's go see Mad Max. We're going to see Andreas. Yeah, maybe you already seen it already. Saw it. Okay, so we're doing Jurassic so World doing, numbers. Yeah. So you're doing ninety five. Mm-hmm. I am going to go a cold one hundred million. Wow. I think they might push it to that. I think uh, the word of mouth. Might won't really be effective until the second week. Mm-hmm. I think people are just so ready for a Jurassic Park movie. And Chris Pratt, it could make 105 million. I'm going to just gonna stick around. I get 105. <laughs> I knew it. Okay. Wow. All right, so we're all got a good five million cushion. Yeah. This could be anyone's game. I right mean, now we have, it, we have it all you opening it. as the third highest opening of 2015. I agree with that. Listen, it, people like dinosaurs. Furious Seven's at 147. I don't think it's gonna get it. Not at no, all. It's a fun. What it's if, a fun ride. What do we feel if it gets less than 85? Uh, I, I, then you win. I think again, it's really gonna determine on how the word of mouth after that first weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I just when if X Men, which was a return, last X Men movie was a return to the franchise, mm-hmm. and it made close to ninety million dollars. Mm-hmm. I think Jurassic Park is a bigger franchise than X Men was last year, mm-hmm. and I think people are just so excited to see visit not just visit the island of the park, mm-hmm. I th- and mm-hmm. the you put Chris Pratt in there. I, I'm going to go at a hundred. I wouldn't be surprised one hundred five. I don't think it'll be as low as eighty five. I'll be shocked if it's around eighty. Okay. Yeah. No way. It's going to do in the nineties. Yeah. Maybe even on. And it's not crazy long. So, you know, there'll be a lot of N3D. Ugh. 
It's box office gold. Dinosaurs, Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Boom. Recipe possible, for success. Possible ween. Uh, Just to point out, me, me, Guardians me. opened last year at 94. Mm. And that was an unproven property. That's this thing could make more than 100 than all of our... 94 it could. It could. On, on the weekend mm-hmm. of August 1st. Guardians obviously had a huge backing. Yes. But it wasn't Chris Pratt that brought in those people. Marvel. It was Marvel. I still mm-hmm. can't believe that we made that much money. I, I, it, it, you were combining. it boggles just every box office thought in my there's mind. No, yeah, there's no... We are going to take a caller, but I just want to like... Oh, this, this is going to be... Crazy. It's going to be close. Well, last week crazy. was really tough. Last week was hard. Not yeah. easy at all. This one, we all, all right. seem on the same page, but... Yeah. So let's I'm, get a caller, see a if they agree of. with us. And if <laughs> yeah. they do, let's get a number from them. Um, you said, do we have a caller, Alexis? No, no we oh, don't. We, we don't. had a we caller. Had a caller. He took and then I talked too much. I'm well, no, sorry. Well, no, that's totally fine. I'm a little scared now that you have the top five as me. <laughs> Why? Uh, uh, here we go. We got callers calling in. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Box Office Breakdown. Who do we got? Yeah, Brian in Miami. Hey, what's, hey, up? what's going on, Brian? How's it going, guys? Um, yeah, I couldn't catch uh, I couldn't catch the Schmoes 200 uh, no. last week, and I couldn't catch uh, last week's mm-hmm. uh, show because um, hey, I mentioned in the chat, and um, and everybody was you know was supporting me. Um, my mom's been in the hospital. Uh, oh, the last, okay. oh, sorry to hear that, man. Um, so hopefully, I can catch. You know, I can hopefully I caught it today, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, hey, yeah, it's been really, it's been really hard, man. Hey, I'm sorry I to hear about that, man. Maybe we could hopefully brighten your day. Yeah, man. Well, uh, let me just tell you this. Uh, I did brighten my day when you guys mentioned your list, but I'm changing my number five to Entourage. Oh, okay. So we'll put you down. That's not a bad move. Not, not bad at all. You know what? It did get an A minus cinema score, mm-hmm. and that usually results in a good holdover. That's also from fans <laughs> yeah. of the show who've but already seen true. it. But I also, you know, Mad Max. I just have a soft spot in my heart for that movie, so mm-hmm. I wanted to will it to do number five. But I wouldn't be surprised if you were right and Entourage actually yeah. took it out. I agree. It's a good. List. All right, so we'll put that down. What's your name again, Brian? I'm. The the rest of my, the rest of my list is the same thing as yours, but that's number five. Um, number five is going to be on five. Um, okay. I had uh, I did have a I did have a question to ask uh, for you guys, and I wanted to you know just give me an honest opinion. Okay. Um, you know the uh, the video came out with uh, with uh, James Cameron talking about yes. uh, Terminator Genesis whatever the mm-hmm. name of the movie is. Um, you know what were your comments about? You know, what's your comments about it? I mean, you know, it's. I'm glad you brought you know, this up. It sounds, you know, it sounds like he's giving his thumbs up approval of it, but I just feel like I've already seen the whole movie within like the trailers because it's spoiled pretty much everything. Have you guys seen this James Cameron video that came out this morning? No, I haven't. All right, let me break it down for them. Let me. He's Arnold's best friend. Yeah, he's Arnold's best friend. Let me uh, break this down. So basically, a video was released today by the Genesis production of James Cameron talking about his viewing of the film, which apparently just happened over the weekend. And he said that this was, you know, he went in as a fan. He had nothing to do with the movie. He was not happy with Salvation. He was not happy with T3. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, 20, first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, he said, that, wow, this really, he's like, I'm seeing things I recognize mm-hmm. from the first two films. And he says, in, according to his eyes, this is the third Terminator film. Mm. And he also said that he thinks people that like T1 and T2 are going to like this movie. 
Which is interesting because That's I... That's a very crafted statement. But, I mean, yeah. it seemed genuine. It didn't seem like it okay. was like him, you know, trying to, like, you know, you said, maybe help his friend out. I mean, I think James Cameron has enough FU money where yeah. nobody could tell him, you know, hey, can you... James Cameron is the type who would be like, I'll, I'm going to say what I want. I'm not going to... true. You can't put money in my pockets to say this is a good movie. So I think he was genuine in what he said. I mean, listen, I had very little interest in T. Yeah. Terminator Genesis. I, Genesis. Well, when it's when I was turned off once... Uh, it's when Schwarzenegger's driving in the car and he turns around and does that yeah, stupid smile. smile. That, was, that was it for me. Here's what I'm hoping, though, because, you know, we're, again, we're seeing these clips out of context. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, maybe the trailer wasn't very good. And the maybe these scenes up. that we see don't hold, aren't good just as separate little scenes. Maybe once you see the film, maybe, you know, once everything flows together, maybe it'll be better. This is a film that I will only be seeing based on people's reviews. Gotcha. I will not mm-hmm. be seeing it Same over here. the weekend. Same here. I, I agree. I mean... I, I was going to see this movie no matter what. I will go see it. You put Terminator. JT, put, he's going to go see it. We're going to listen to him in the yeah, If you put Terminator in a movie, I'm going to see it because I need to know whether it's going to be good or bad. Because, you know, listen, we talk movies. Um, and like I said, anything, I, Die Hard 5 was horrible. But if you put a movie out called Die Hard, I'm going to see it. Yeah. Because I got to see what the deal is. Yeah. And okay. I am a little more hopeful now because of James Cameron because I'm going to take him at his word. Now, if I see the movie is complete crap. I'm going to be very mad at James Cameron. <laughs> and I'm just going to think, all right, he's lost it. Yeah, he's, well, he's so you're deep. You're not going to be mad at anyone who made the yeah, film. No. You're going to be mad at James Him Cameron. Arnold's going to be smoking cigars and <laughs> right. popping champagne somewhere in Malibu. Well, he's so deep in Avatar money, he doesn't know what's happening anymore. All right, Brian. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you Brian. so much Thanks, for calling. Brian, thank you for your questions. Um, I don't know if we have time for another caller because it is time for us to wrap up. Yes. We all have Jurassic Park coming in at number one. It'll be interesting if it does break the 100. Jurassic Park 3, the last one to come out in 2001, opened to only 50 million. Mm. Um, And it was the ninth largest opening of that year. Hmm. Um, So we will see because if it does get in the 100 range, that is doubling its last movie's opening. Um, You guys, as usual, thank you for rating, commenting, subscribing. Um, you are awesome fans, so please also keep your eye out for that Podcast One survey. Mm-hmm. And if you really feel the want to dance, you know, hashtag dance battle ABC. Send in your tapes. Yeah. Guys, we'll be, you got anything to say? <laughs> we'll be sending our tapes in soon. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be sending our tapes in soon. It's going to be a complete reenactment from the dance scene of Boogie Nights. Yeah, me and JT are going to go celebrate <laughs> bre- uh, best friends. Celebrate? Uh, yeah. <laughs> celebrate uh, <laughs> best friends national day. <laughs> By drinking. Catch me on Twitter at Schmoes JT. Is there such thing as three-way best friends? No, I'm going to go hang out. I think we need a vent. Yeah, we may. We may have to. Ooh, let's do a double. At Bob in stock. (laughs) Poof. Just kidding. (laughs) From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners and principals.